Welcome to the OIS Podcast. Today, we're joined by Brent Jones, COO of IMED Pharma. As he tells our host, Dr. Isan Sadri, IMED plans to enter the U.S. market in full force in 2022 with a complete portfolio for dry eye specialists, from diagnostics to drops and everything in between. Take it away, Isan. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Hassan Sadri, board-certified ophthalmologist uh, here in Newport Beach, California, and just, you know, bring you another beautiful segment of OIS ophthalmology. My next guest is a good friend. I've known him a long, long time, many, many different roles. I don't want to steal your thunder, Brent. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, Dr. Sadri. How are you today? I'm good, man. We just came back from AEO. It was, uh, it was good to see everybody live again. After you know two years of really virtual, I don't know about you, but it was really nice for me. It was very nice to see everybody and kind of even though I didn't see you that long, it was really good to reconnect. And I'm just excited to have you because you know of all the stuff you're doing now currently. And I wanted people to really get to know you and your background and what you're doing. So without further ado, I know a lot of ophthalmologists like myself know you. We've got a lot of great relationships with a lot of KOLs, but for those of those of we don't know you. Tell us a little more about your background, Brett. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity. AO was great, and it's great to be back seeing colleagues and friends in person again. And, and that's just, there's no better way to uh, exchange ideas and, and uh, get to know people in that way. But I've been doing it for a long time. I've been in this space for uh, close to 30 years. I started way back in 1992 with a company called Greasehopper. A gentleman uh, named Mark Forche uh, and another gentleman who's now associated with ASCRS, Steve Spears. Those two gentlemen were a big influence on me coming into uh, this space. Uh, Greasehopper was a Swiss, and they still are, ophthalmic surgical instrument company, and they are really focused on the retina. And of course, was with them until we were acquired by Alcon, and we got to work for Alcon. I got a little bit of the pharma experience, so I moved over and transitioned from the surgical background to pharma. And left Alcon to uh, get my first management job with Stanton when they made their first entrance in the United States and brought the uh, uh, new generation of fluoroquinolones to the market with Quixen, which was topical Leviquin. And then, of course, Stanton was acquired by Johnson & Johnson in 2004. And during that time, I was approached by a gentleman uh, named Tom Mitra. And he uh, reached out to me and said he was going to build a company and wanted me to be a part of that. And so that was my first experience at really being in a startup and uh, building a company was at ISTA. And with Tom and Vince and a few others, we built uh, ISTA and uh, grew it into a a real competitor in this space. And uh, uh, that company was acquired in 2012 by Bausch & Long. And uh, I transitioned over to Bausch, enjoyed my time there greatly, served many roles there, not only in sales leadership, but also marketing and on the medical side as well, which really helped give me a more rounded experience and leadership in this space. And then I left uh, Bausch & Long Valiant to join Jerry St. Peter and be the head of sales at Sun Ophthalmics. And I got to build that sales force from the ground up. So we started from scratch there, built another sales force in this space, and then left there to start up our own little company, Ivance with Jerry and a few others in this space. And uh, that was a fantastic experience. And we were fortunate enough, uh, a company that we built, we were able to also sell it most recently in September of last year to 
Fanton. Uh, so uh, that brings me to where I'm at today, and I'm the chief commercial officer for a company called IMED Pharma. Many may not know IMED because they have not been in the United States, but they've certainly been a global presence for quite a while. They've been operating for over 30 years in the ophthalmic space in over 30 countries. They specialize in really products for dry eye and ocular surface disease, and I'm excited to be a part of that company and the vision that, that we have. And our mission is to bring a complete relief to dry eye and ocular surface disease patients around the world. And so we come into the United States with not only uh, the maintenance and management portion of dry eye and ocular surface disease, but also diagnostic and treatment. So a couple of devices as well. So we'll have a complete portfolio. Probably the first company that offers a complete portfolio for dry eye. There are a lot of companies that offer a lot of solutions, but it's somewhat fragmented. And uh, certainly I hope to lead a company that will provide a complete portfolio and solution. That's a little bit about me. I mean, so for those of you listening, I mean, you know, Brent's really got a really robust background from, you know, largest strategic companies in ophthalmic care, but also startups and then acquisitions, two of them, and then just sort of resetting the sales teams and really a lot of dynamic sort of changes. And, you know, one thing I like about you, you've always been able to sort of pivot. And I think that's a really big key for most entrepreneurs, you know, they don't teach that. Certainly in med school, they don't teach that. They don't teach that in business school either. You know, you learn case studies, but you really have to just go with the market and what happens when your company gets acquired or what happens when you get that call for a startup. You know, it's just so much there and I'd love to unpack and, you know, have you bring on again next year as you're solo rolling out your new venture. And I, you and I got the chance to see each other and it's exciting what you're doing now. I do agree with you. Dry eye is very fragmented for us seeing patients you know, on a daily basis, that's my day job. It's incredible how much just sort of different, you know, fragmented products, diagnostics um, there are, and the patients are sort of all over the place and sort of doctors. So I love what you're doing. Tell us what's exciting about now with IMED and how are you sort of tackling that fragmented market? Yeah, I mean, what's exciting is it's a, it's a privately held company. Uh, it's a family-owned company. And what's exciting is, is just getting back and what I love, there's there's leaders at different levels of company at, at their evolution and their life cycle. And I'm the, I'm the kind of person that uh, I'm not risk averse. So I really enjoy the startup environment. I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love getting out there and creating something where there was nothing. And I also like bringing value and something different. And that's really what I think, you know, we have to offer here at IMED is truly value, uh, not only in our portfolio, which is complete, but also, I think, from a value proposition for uh, physicians, both ophthalmologists and optometrists that want to get into this space, that have tried it in a fragmented way and haven't been very successful at it. I think not only are we going to bring solutions, but you know, we're, we're going to bring in a consultative approach to help people be successful with their dry eye practices and make it a, a really a premium channel for ophthalmologists and optometrists. Yeah, and it's, so it's, what's interesting when I was reviewing your website, and I don't know you shared this with me. You also have you're in the veterinary world too. So tell us about about that. That's gonna be intriguing. Are you are you doing that? Are you responsible for that as well, or, is, or are you kind of um, sort of overseeing it? As my wife says, I like I have to stay in my lane. So I, <laughs> I know little to nothing about uh, veterinary. 
So I would be way outside uh, outside of my uh, lane in order to jump over there. They've been in the United States on the veterinary side for quite a while, though, and have quite a successful business over there. I will not be managing that part of the business. Certainly will contribute where needed, but I want to stick where my expertise is, which is on the ophthalmic side. Yeah, and what I like about your approach now is that you really are a truly the customer, helping the customer, which is the eye care provider. And you're really sort of helping them sort of build their dry eye practice, which is really nice to hear because a lot of times, as you know, you know, we've got different tier options, but we don't have the diagnostics. We have diagnostics, but we don't have any tier options. And then there's therapeutics, lid-based therapeutics that we all know about and which is great, but then end to end is missing. And I think that's a really big niche, obviously 40 plus million US market that known probably a lot more dry eye patients. That's great. I mean, what are some of the challenges of now rolling out a new company starting out, you know, within the U.S. and as a Canadian company? Can you tell us how that is? What's the temperature of the room? I think obviously with the state of everything right now, I think supply chain is a, a big concern for everyone. You know, so, you know, COVID has hit everyone globally. Certainly inflation is on the rise here in the United States. So there's a lot of things that can impact us. And of course, you know, the just typical regulatory barriers, bringing new products and new devices in the United States. But, uh, you know, our biggest concern, I think, with most companies in this space right now is supply chain. But uh, other than that, I think, you know, we, we're taking a, you know, a, a customer patient centric approach with physicians. You know, we want to focus in and provide a full service. You know, for us, I think the biggest challenge is not on the customer facing side. It's more on the backside, the supply. So, and you know, it's what's interesting also that you you were sharing with me was the fact that you're sort of supporting other companies that I didn't know, which is pretty intriguing. Um, you know, I love your BAK free application. Um, I'm a big fan of not having BAK on the Oculus Surface. Can you tell us about that? How is that? Are you sort of free to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> Obviously, we've been in the business the business for quite a while. I can't speak too much. We have been a contract manufacturer for other companies. Uh, certainly, our formulations are you know uh, premier. I mean, the products that we use are when you look at the individual components, they're the heaviest molecular weights. I mean, when you look at our things like our lid scrubs, you know, it's, it's heavy in hyaluronic acid. It's the highest molecular weight. So not only does it disinfect. But it also hydrates and it, you know, it doesn't dissipate from the, from the lids. So it's hydrating. The same with our drops. You know, we look at, we treat all three layers of the tear film. Uh, we mimic that, you know, we have a, a, our shearing, the way our drops actually work comes down to number one, uh, obviously our formulation, but the components. Uh, we have a philosophy at IMED that we will not bring a product to market unless it is the best or comparable to the best product in the market. We, we don't just want to bring things to market just to complete our portfolio. A lot of science goes into it. And that goes back to our founder, uh, Elon Hoffman. Uh, he is a, uh, a biochemist PhD. He was part of the team that brought Helon to market back in the day. And so he's, he's taken his love of, of science and been able to develop additional products for the ocular surface with his background. And so all of our products are based in, in research and development, years and years of development and science that goes into it. So being a bit of a science geek, I really enjoy, you know, talking about 
our products, but also how our products are made and also the components that go into them because everything in there is, is quality um, when we're talking about IMED products. So let's talk about that now. So you've got this sort of uh, portfolio of products you're launching in the U.S. You know, it's a dynamic of a family-based business versus the other experiences you've had, which is major, large companies, publicly traded companies. What's the next few steps for you? How do you scale your team? Do you, do you have a certain budget you work with? What does that look like? How many people are you? Sort of what is your launch uh, strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So it's unique because uh, we have device and pharmaceuticals. So it's, it's a blended portfolio. We're not one or the other. As we stated earlier, we have a diagnostic that does nine different diagnostic tests for uh, the ocular surface. We also have a treatment option with an IRPL laser. And then, of course, we have our whole portfolio of maintenance and management products, which consist of tears. It consists of ointment. It consists of uh, wipes, lid wipes, hydrochloric spray. It also has the mask. It's a hot and cold mask. And then, of course, we have nutraceuticals as well and punctal plugs that we'll be bringing to the United States. So we have a whole array of products that we'll be bringing to the market. So the type of sales force we're looking for is really the, the entrepreneurial type that puts the physician first, that have experience in this space uh, that will provide more of a consultative type of approach, that have that background with equipment and device and understanding how outcomes and maintenance uh, is really important and how all that's connected. So being able to not only talk to the doctors at their level, but also be able to train the staff. And that's really important because some of the other companies I've been a part of and other companies in this space, we all know, great at placing equipment, but sometimes that equipment then ends up in a closet. And that's the worst case scenario for us. That is, that is a, an approach that we're trying to avoid every way possible. And we feel like we certainly have a strategy to do that. And I think it comes into identifying who the right type of person it is to work with us, but also, you know, the number. And of course, you know, we will expand based on demand. Uh, we will self-fund our sales force as we grow. And so basically we'll, we'll look at what, what the market will bear in each, each region of the country. And we will have a, a full sales force out there with the direct sales reps selling our products as well as implementation specialists that will be there to help provide support to the staff and make sure that our products are getting utilized and that the, the staff is uh, well-trained in how to make it run smoothly as a total total resource. And so, you know, when you're doing that, it's interesting because you've got so many different products. You've got obviously the diagnostics, you got the tears, you got the ointments, you got the plugs, you got the nutrition, you got the therapeutic mass and IPL treatments. So th there's a lot there to unpack. Are you going to then, are you thinking like just sort of a set up a sales force like you did, for instance, when you were at Bausch or Alcon or, or do you feel this is going to be very different? How will this play out? Well, I hope to take the best of everything I've learned at each stop and apply it. You know, I think every company in this space, and I think, you know, the more companies, the better in this space. But, you know, I've learned a lot in my career from each place that I've gone. I think every company has something they're really good at. And what I try to do is take a little bit of that and bring it in to this company and try to do things a little bit differently. For me, it's always been grassroots, though. You know, I want to be in with the physicians. I want my people to be in with their physicians. I want them to be experts in ocular surface and dry eye maintenance, management, treatment, diagnosis. So, you know, for us, 
you know, it's just like the first, you know, the other, the, my partner in crime, so to speak, that uh, we're building this company out with, Michelle Schnabel. She's she's the vice president of business development. She comes from a tier science background, actually. She's placed, I think, more lip of flows and lip of views than anyone else in the United States. And she's also a certified tech. So, you know, just as an N of one is an example of the type of people we want to hire is someone that has her background that not only knows the equipment, but knows, uh, you know, how to treat patients and how to work up patients. And so that's really, really critical, not only to sell our equipment, but, you know, to value to every office. And I think for me, that's the, the biggest thing is, is to bring great stuff. That's, that's really nothing without the other piece, which is the value, which is the education, the maintenance, the working with the practices to make sure that uh, you, you're truly bringing value to them. And a lot of companies have done that at different different levels, but we want to we want to try to be the best at it. Yeah, there's so much pearls there. You know, if I'm like a listener and I'm like an executive of a small family-owned or even small um, startup, and I'm launching in the U.S. or even other countries, obviously U.S. is probably the biggest, largest market. What you're listening to is really someone who's super trained and has vast experience in getting people organized and launching uh, products. And I think, you know, the, the interesting thing what you're saying, Brent, is that sometimes, you know, the entrepreneur needs to get out of his own, is, is his or her own way and bring in a management team. And I've seen that myself very often where the entrepreneur becomes very sort of focused on doing everything they can themselves and really is then unsuccessful. And I think the success here is that kudos to Daniel and his dad to like bring you on because, you know, you're going to be able to provide experience that they, they don't have. And I think that's a big, big um, indicator of uh, how successful they're going to be. Obviously, you have the business sense and everything, but you have to surround yourself with people that are great, that are even better than you. You need to have the right medical advisors like like yourself, and you have to have people that are experts in their field that you want to be a part of and, and bring them and, and you know listen to them. I mean, I think that's the biggest flaw in a lot of companies is, is that people at the top are not the best listeners. And uh, for me, it's surrounding people, which I think are as smart or smarter than me, and then listening to them, asking them really good questions, how they like to be treated, what, what are the gaps, what do you need, how, how should we do this, and listening to them. And I think uh, that gets lost in a lot of startups because people get so focused on their plan uh, and they get so focused on execution that they don't listen and they're not able to pivot back to your point earlier. That's so critical, but you can't pivot if you're not listening to the people that really matter and then being, having the courage to pivot. Yeah. And you're so good about maintaining your relationships and also just, you know, I think listening. And I I think every time we get together, I feel like I need a, you know, tequila shot because <laughs> it's just great information that you're asking. It makes you feel great because I'm contributing, but it's great because you're smart. You're asking the right questions and you want to learn. You're very curious. That's the other thing that um, I think is pretty critical. So you bring all that to the table. So there's a lot, there's a lot there for people to learn. Tell, tell us as we're wrapping up, you know, obviously coming up Thanksgiving, you're, are you launching first, second quarter? What does that look like? Number one, and then tell us a little bit about for our listeners, you know, that are on a part of a startup and, you know, or joining a company. What are some top pearls other than things that we've talked about that you want to kind of give them to ensure their success? Yeah, absolutely. So 
obviously right now we are kind of in the middle of a soft launch. We're getting our marketing plan, regulatory, all those things, making sure everything is compliant and we're going full bore. We'll, we'll really start building out first quarter of 2022. Uh, that's our goal and that's what we'll focus on as we grow. And then 2022 is going to be a, a ramp up, a gradual ramp up as we build out our sales force uh, and our footprint here in the United States. So 2022 is going to be a really exciting year. You know, we're also building out uh, our advisors and, and, and our circle of trust as we build. And certainly, I think, you know, the, the one thing that uh, I think for anyone, no matter what level uh, you are, you're at in this business, I mean, for me, I think a key to success is, is admitting you don't know everything. And in talking to people and this startups in particular, there are a lot of smart people out there that, that have the answers. And I always tell people the answers are in the room. You just got to ask the right questions. And that's, uh, that's critical. And joining a company and who you're part of, it's always about who you run with. And, and we talk about that in all the companies that I've been a part of and built. It's, it's, it's the people that make the company. They're the culture. Uh, they're, you know, and it's not just the people internally, but externally. It's the physicians, it's the staff, it's those relationships. It's being honest, uh, you know, and, and delivering on what you say. Uh, those things are, are still, you know, time-tested and true and still are today. I mean, putting people first and doing things in a humble way, I think, uh, leads to success uh, more often than not. And um, so, that to me, that's kind of the, the vision for, for building this thing out. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to, uh, to being a very disruptive force here in the United States, uh, both on the device and pharmaceutical side. I think we, we're going to have a lot of really good people, uh, and we certainly have a lot of good products. Terrific. Terrific. So with that said, you know, you know I wish you all the success, and, you know, thank you for joining me. Um, I do want to bring you and maybe Daniel, you know, next year sometime to see how you're doing and follow up your success and uh, make sure I'm your accountability coach. Absolutely. I want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving and thank you again for the opportunity to come on and chat with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure. And uh, I always feel better after talking to you because it's, uh, it's uh, it always lifts my spirits and uh, wishing you nothing but the best, my friend. And thank you again for the opportunity. Thanks, Brett. Thank you for listening, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the OIS podcast. Be sure to listen in next week as we discuss innovation and startup life with the leaders in ophthalmology. Even better, subscribe to our iTunes channel so you don't miss a thing. Got a story of your own to tell? Apply to be a guest at OIS.net.